this is the Loy Logic Podcast, where we help make sense of the biggest challenges facing loyalty program leaders today. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Austin Clark. That's a really important weapon in the arsenal of, of programs, understanding that by taking an active view on what the average cost per point is, they can look to lower it over time, which ultimately drops more profit to the bottom line. That is Rob Clements, Head of Consulting at Loy Logic, who joins me to discuss risk to opportunity, how we can empower loyalty program directors to demonstrate program value. In this episode, we delve into the world of loyalty programs, exploring how these crucial business tools not only drive customer engagement and revenue, but also enhance customer lifetime value. However, managing these programs' costs, especially rewards, can be a significant challenge. This podcast and accompanying article highlights the strategic role Loyologic is playing in the loyalty program rewards landscape, transforming this perceived risk into an opportunity for growth. We get a fresh perspective on viewing rewards as strategic investments rather than expenses and illustrate how innovative approaches can optimise programme costs, foster unique redemption experiences and maximise customer lifetime value. This is a must-listen episode for loyalty programme directors seeking to showcase their programme's value and drive profitable growth in a competitive marketplace. Rob, welcome to the Logic podcast. Thank you, Austin. Pleased to be here. OK, the first question to, uh, to kick things off. Rob, when thinking about the financial blueprint of a loyalty programme, what guiding principles should we be using to establish a budget for rewards? And how do you strike a balance between incentivising customers and maintaining a solid bottom line? That's a really cutting question. I think that touches right at the core of loyalty programme management. I think when setting a budget for rewards, you need to try shifting your perspective and view it more as an investment rather than merely an expense. Looking at the top loyalty programmes, they're allocating a substantial part of their revenue, sometimes up to 15% to rewards. Now, that might seem a bit high, but if you can show the value of those investments to your business, it can be actually quite a logical decision. If we look at some of the more lagging programmes, often they're struggling to allocate their budgets, and that often means that they're not really seeing the right results, and they sometimes deliver a really poor reward experience. So although that approach may save some money in the short term, it really does risk losing customers and losing that engagement. So ultimately, the aim is to strike a perfect balance between incentivizing your customers and making a robust bottom line. Great. So kind of in order to achieve that, that kind of perfect balance, that there's always going to be an issue where costs fluctuate, especially as programs evolve. So how can program owners stay one step ahead and effectively anticipate these changes? We'd all love to have a crystal ball at the end of the day. But what strategies have you seen that help to safeguard against unexpected financial challenges? Yeah, you've touched on an essential aspect there of, of really how you manage a program, and that's around the adaptability. So often as programs evolve and grow, you know, those costs inevitably fluctuate. But the key really is managing these changes, and that really lies in understanding how that program is performing, understanding the financial forecasts, and any of those scenarios that you need to plan for. So often, you know, it's the crucial part of the financial planning. Looking at leading programs again, I think you can see that they're the ones conducting rigorous financial forecasting and scenario analysis. They're really able to anticipate those costs. And it's really some of the average and lagging programs that fail to have a more structured approach to that, which really means that they're unable to project their costs out into the year two, year three and beyond. And that sort of lack of financial stability 
really limits their adaptability for the programs. It means that they're not really looking at it as an investment, but very much as a cost. They're not able to say, well, if I put this amount of funds behind it, we can expect this sort of customer return. How far ahead can programs predict? How far ahead should they be looking? So I think there's a few different horizons that you may want to look at, depending on exactly the maturity of your program. I think a good a good idea would be looking at the profitability maybe of your customers over a two-year time frame. Um, but possibly, you know, you may want to take a, a wider lens if you know that there are more technical costs that need to be incorporated. Um, so possibly a five-year view may be better. And kind of moving kind of this discussion forward, that the redemption rates of loyalty points and miles can clearly have a significant impact on a program's finances. So as a program owner, how would you recommend they, they forecast these rates accurately and control them strategically? Yeah, redemption rates can be a bit of a challenging aspect within the program. Often program managers and program directors really want to see their customers redeeming, but maybe other parts of the business see that purely as a cost. So there are certainly financial implications there. But without that redemption cost, you're not really going to be seeing that customer satisfaction. You're not really going to see them engaging in the program. But ultimately, I think if you can prove the link between redemptions and the future value of those customers and how that kind of levels up to your overall program, then those businesses are really viewing those redemptions as a good a good sign of a healthy program and not just on the on the cost side. Great. You mentioned leading programs uh, earlier. And, and what are the leading programs doing to maintain the equilibrium between satisfaction and business viability? Yeah, I think it, it starts with the data. I think you have an accurate understanding of how your customers are behaving and understanding of how you can forecast those redemption trends and certain predictive tools that are really able to guide your strategy. But of course, you know, you need to make sure you're engaging those members and using your personalization capabilities, using your media in ways that really engage your customers. But of course, you can't do that in isolation. I think you need to keep a keep a really close eye on your program and understand any of those changes. So if your customers are maybe finding certain redemption options more attractive, or maybe they're a, you know moving into new markets where actually different redemption ranges become important, you need to ensure that you're continuing to update that that range. I apologize in advance for this, but I've got to bring up the elephant in the room. Sure. <laughs> which is the liability associated with loyalty points and miles. Now, how can a program owner effectively manage this while ensuring the program remains appealing to customers, which ultimately is kind of what they live and die on? Yeah, it's re- really good you brought this up. I think, frankly, it's one of the aspects that businesses overlook and they don't really understand it until it becomes a problem. So I think, you know, the opportunity for programs is to be more proactive, but probably the behavior is more reactive at the moment. I think, you know, the leading programs really understands that it's something that needs to be managed actively and it's not something that is is going to be is going to work out well for the for the business if it's not really proactively managed some of those leading programs are using actuarial models and employing robust forecasting techniques that really give them the ability to understand their liability today and also what they expect it to be in the future often those liabilities can be understated Sometimes they can be overstated, and both of those can represent real challenges for businesses. Is this where smart cost per point management comes into play? Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a really important weapon in the arsenal of 
of programs, understanding that by taking an active view on what the average cost per point is, they can look to lower it over time, which ultimately drops more profit to the bottom line. So you've got vast experience in, in marketing and loyalty. What advice would you give to a program director when it comes to optimising costs without negatively affecting the customer proposition? What are the trade-offs to consider? How do they strike the right balance, etc.? Yep, it's absolutely striking the right balance. It's making sure that you're delivering value for customers and that balance with a cost really makes it more of an art form. I think program managers understand that it's something that you can't really compromise for customers, that value proposition. So it's really important to get that balance right in terms of the the cost invested. Um, And I think if you're looking at some of the weaker performances, some of the weaker programs out there, they're more likely to overlook the importance of cost optimization. They've probably had a budget that's been in place for years on end and a manager just signs that off and does that every year. I think what we tend to see is those programs missing the opportunity because they're not really looking at what would their program be like if they increased their budget and not really understanding what the profit opportunity would be for making some of the cost savings as well. To make those necessary changes, do you also need a, a, a mindset shift? Yeah, I think it's it's about it's about providing the best value for your customers, but also about recognising that that reward budget is an opportunity for investment. It's an opportunity to drive deeper loyalty for your customers, an opportunity to drive greater profit for your program, but also maybe optimise certain elements in the program that you haven't looked at for, you know, maybe up to the last five years. Indeed. So within the constraints of a budget, various types of rewards might offer different levels of cost effectiveness. So how should program managers assess and compare these? Yeah, reward cost effectiveness is an essential factor. I think it's about providing the value for your customers, but without overstepping that budget. I think customers really want more and more over time. And I think programs have felt the pressure of needing to cut back. And really the only strategy that has been working for those programs is A-B testing for the rewards getting that customer feedback and seeing really where that where that opportunity to to leverage data to optimize those rewards which ultimately leads to the larger bang for buck we, we talk a lot about kind of golden reward moments etc and kind of diverse reward types so how does that come into play here how are the leading programs that, that, that you talk about kind of devising strategies to maximise the the potential of of both global and local reward types. So yeah, I think it it starts with understanding what rewards your customers are going to be most interested in. I think programmes are generally able to access better data now than they were before. So understanding what those those members want is, is not quite the challenge. The challenge is about how do they get it to those members at a price that the program's happy with and the price that maybe the wider business is is happy with as well. So I think you need to look at those reward sourcing operations. You also need to look at, you know, the types of product ranges that maybe have margins or that are more attractive for your business and bringing that all together to really ensure that on one side, you're driving that customer satisfaction, but on the other side, you're also ensuring the long-term sustainability of your program. So in your opinion... 
given everything that you've said there, what are the key metrics or KPIs that program owners should focus on to effectively evaluate the financial performance of their program? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I'm, I'm not sure there's ever one uh, magic metric out there. I think certainly depending on the industry you're in and maybe depending on the, the education and loyalty that you've had, you may gravitate towards one more than the other. Um, but I think it's, you know, you can probably handpick a few that are the ones that are going to drive you in the right direction. And one that's, you know, very common, I think understanding the revenue per member, that's vital to understand what, what those members are providing. Customer lifetime value, understanding how profitable those customers are going to be over a certain period of time. And of course, you know, understanding that your program is an asset. So understanding the level of profitability of that program at a total level is really something that you can use to strategically guide the business. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you focus quite a lot on data, but also mentioned the fact it's an art form. So it's almost bringing it, it together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that, that's, that's key. So brilliant. Rob, you've provided some, some great insights there. Uh, but to, to wrap up this episode... Could you summarise our discussion or provide listeners with a few key takeaways? Yeah, absolutely. I think at the heart of a successful programme is really when you start to consider the reward budget as a deliberate investment. It's one that's really designed to nurture those customer relationships, but also has to align with that business strategy, making sure that you're staying nimble and adjusting to any of those trends. So if there's any changes in the environment, you're able to safeguard your loyalty programme and ensure you're meeting those those new and emerging trends. But as well as that, I think optimizing your reward budget, not necessarily thinking that this, the amount that you had last year is going to be suitable for this year, but really being proactive and understanding for each of that, for each dollar that's invested, what's the return for that? So you're really maximizing that opportunity. And I think above all that, that means that you're looking at your loyalty program as a strategic asset and not merely as a, as a cost center. Great. Wise words there, Rob. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. Okay, so thanks so much for listening to the Loy Logic podcast. Now you'll find more great insights and helpful content about global loyalty and reward solutions at loylogic.com. There you'll also find a transcript of this podcast. Further episodes of our podcast will be added to all of the usual podcast channels. And if you have a topic that you would like us to cover or a question you would like to ask, don't hesitate to get in touch via loylogic.com. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to welcoming you back soon.